0: hey what's up family welcome back to another episode another rendition another goddamn celebration of being boldly black and blue i'm your host with the most ray south and today you're rocking with me latrice won't be able to join us on this episode as uh she just went underwent some surgery and uh it's nothing serious but she'll be She'll be back soon. She's doing fine right now. Um, That was kind of a lighter introduction to a a more serious episode I want to do with you guys. And I want to start off by reading this. um, I guess you can call it a poem. And it goes like this. I'm the police and I'm here to arrest you. You've broken the law. I did not write the law. I may even disagree with the law, but I will enforce it. No matter how you plead, control, beg, or attempt to stir my sympathies, nothing you do will stop me from placing you in a steel cage with gray bars. If you run away, I will chase you. If you fight me, I will fight back. If you shoot at me, I will shoot back. By law, I'm unable to walk away. I'm a consequence. I am the unpaid bill. I am fate with a badge and a gun. Behind my badge is a heart like yours. I bleed, I think, I love, and yes, I can be killed. And although I'm but one man, I have thousands of brothers and sisters who are the same as me. They will lay down their lives for me and I them. We stand and watch together, a thin blue line protecting the prey from the predators, the good from the bad. We are the police. Now. What do you think when you hear that? As a police officer, I feel powerful. I feel strong and I'm bound to uphold the law. I'm not saying I am the law, but I will enforce it as that is my constitutional duty. As an average citizen, you may hear some, I don't know, racial undertone. You may think that's the police saying that they're God almighty. The question is, why can we hear the same poem, speech or uh, whatever the hell they want to label that as and hear two different meanings? The same can be thought of with Donald Trump. When he speaks it's like the coming of Jesus to Republicans, finally the president they've been waiting for. But when the other half of America hears that, all they hear is garbage and the words of a uh, a race-baiting, self-centered Racists who somehow ended up getting the most important job in this country. As Americans, that's just how we're built. Though, from birth, we've been taught a certain way. We've been taught how to act, how to talk, and what to believe. I personally uh, grew up in a single parent household where my mama raised me as a Christian. Now I have a family, and I'm raising them as Christians. The same stuff I was taught when I was young, minus a few changes and you know tweaks to the formula and stuff, I'm teaching them. I could have just as easily been a, Mor- a Mormon, a Muslim, or a Catholic if that's how I was raised. The point I'm trying to make is, as a human being, we go off what we know, and because that, we form our own opinions of things before sometimes even knowing all the facts or reasonings. Crazy to say, if you agree with what I just said, my friend, you are prejudiced. What? Yeah. You're prejudiced. And it literally means having an opinion or, or feeling foreign beforehand or without knowledge, thought or reasoning. So any preconceived notion, whether favorable or not, that you have on somebody or something before you actually understand it is prejudice. Now, I feel compelled to change our focus and place attention on Kenosha, Wisconsin. On the evening of uh, August 23rd, this was, uh, this past Sunday, The police were dispatched to a domestic incident, which ultimately led up to a white police officer shooting a black man named Jacob Blake. They shot him seven times in the back, seven times in the back. Jacob was pulling away from the officers while reaching inside an SUV. The police later recovered a knife and stated he had the uh, he had the weapon in his hand during the scuffle with them. And as they fired two tasers uh, at him, but both were ineffective. Now. In order for a taser to work, it has to connect with your body. So there's two prongs. To be ineffective, either one of those prongs missed, one of those prongs didn't penetrate properly, or it was altogether something that happened with the taser itself. So that's how it became ineffective. Now, in the midst of me explaining to you how a taser was ineffective and explaining to you the situation that happened in Kenosha. I've said two key words that major news companies would fire journalists for if it wasn't added in the headline. Those two words are white and black. White officer, black man. Adding an arm is just an extra bang for the buck. But in this case, Jacob was armed. Let's not fray away from that. He had a knife. Jacob even admitted to having the knife. Now the question is spun. Now we need to know, was he posing an imminent threat to others? Now, I didn't bring this up to talk about the, uh, the legality of the shooting because we all know there are two criminal justice systems in play within America. There's a system for black people and there's a system for white people. Black people make up 13% of this population of the United States population, yet we're the majority of the prison and corrections population. Many can contribute this to the Crime Bill of 1994, which I'm sure all of you have heard from somewhere or another. But to make it simple to understand, though, it's actually called the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act. And it's just kind of like catchphrase as a crime bill because that's what it was for. And it was passed by President Clinton and pushed through the Judiciary Committee by Joe Biden. The crime bill was written in response to the increase of violent crimes in uh, the urban areas of the country. So, for example, in New York at the time, and this is around 1990, 1992, I can't be specific on it. They had over 2,200 violent murders. But now, as of recent years, New York has a murder rate of about 500. So that's a significant decrease than when the 1994 crime bill passed. The crime bill, however, targeted black and brown Americans. And that's what led to the increase in the prison population. It wasn't designed to increase the prison population, but that's what it did. I say all this to say that America is always... And I think we'll always have a racial divide. Not every white person is racist and not every black person is criminal. I think we're smart enough to know that. I hope we're smart enough to know that. So why is every instance of a police shooting? Do we have to mention race? People say, well, there ain't no uh, black cops shooting unarmed white people out here. Uh, Yeah, there has. It's happened this year. In fact, Chicago train station, two black cops shot a white dude who was resisting stood up on his feet, no weapon, and he was shot twice, all caught on video, literally all caught on video. I won't get into detail, and I'm not saying that it's not important, just not on the path of where I'm trying to take this. When you look at the majority of folks who make up a police department, it's typically dominated in numbers by white males, with the rest being minorities. And I strongly believe the main reason, and I repeat, I strongly believe the the main reason Incidents like this keep occurring is because we have yet to make a police department staff reflect the community they serve. And when I say staff, I mean demographically. Demographic wise, that staff is not set up to police the area that they're assigned to. I would look like a damn fool if I tried to police in Chinatown. I mean, I don't know their culture. I don't know their behaviors. I don't even know their language. So why would I be assigned there? Why would I even take a position there? Same question. Why would a timid white officer be assigned to the hood when they can better benefit somewhere else? I don't believe that every white cop who shot an unarmed black man was racist. What I do believe is that he was scared. He was uneducated and ultimately culturally lost. And just to put it in perspective, this is the audio from the police shooting involving Philando Castile. Listen to the pitch and the fear that you can hear in the officer's voice. I, you, I do have a okay. firearm okay, okay. Don't do reach like for it then. I'm, 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 Don't pull it out. out. Don't pull it out. Within 90 seconds of making the stop, the 29-year-old officer fired seven shots. Castile's girlfriend, Diamond Reynolds, was in the passenger seat. She streamed the immediate aftermath on Facebook Live. I told him not to reach for it. I told him to get his hand out. You told him to get his ID, sir, and his driver's license. Oh, my God. During my time as a cop, I've heard of a lot of questionable stuff being done. And I know these people. They're not racist. They're just dumb. They didn't know how to be the police. They don't know how to act. They don't know what's what. Hell, I say fire before they get me or uh, somebody else in trouble or somebody hurt. We keep having the same issue and no one has brought to the table any solution. Well, here's one. Here's how we fix it. In Texas, police officers are only required to take eight hours of culture diversity, which is basically the class that gets officers exposed to different races and cultures. This is typically a PowerPoint. Now, how many of us have fallen asleep during a PowerPoint presentation? Hell, I just did it yesterday. Why does the state mandate 40 hours of CIT training or crisis intervention training and only eight hours of culture diversity? We as pissed off Americans need to lobby police licensing boards and commissions and protest to get this number changed higher. Police need more specific training that defunding would take away from. Make agencies put more money into good training. And for the agencies who don't have them, they need to put money aside and allocated for the immediate purchase of body cameras. Why, when I back up an officer on scene as a black cop, do I get more respect than that of the white, uh, Hispanic, Asian, Middle Eastern partner that I'm going there to assist? Is it a real recognized real thing or does my black skin seem more compassionate and culturally diverse? Why can't I tell some people the exact same thing my white partner has told them and they act more accepting of the news as if I helped them out? Do you know how many times I've been thanked by the person I'm arresting? The shit is weird, but it's all about how you talk to people. Understanding the community you serve is the key to great policing. And until this is realized, implemented, and then strictly enforced, we will continue to see more names added with George Floyd, Stephen Clark, Philando Castile, Alton Sterling, Freddie Gray, Eric Garner, and so many other names that need to be mentioned. Before I leave you guys with this thought, I need to know, why hasn't the cops who killed Breonna Taylor been charged or disciplined? 9 one operator Harris, where is your emergency? I don't I don't know what is happening. Somebody kicked in the door inside my girlfriend. Oh my God. Okay. How old is your girlfriend? She's she's twenty-six. Bring it. I need you. Arrest the killers of Brianna. Taylor. All of y'all who think we need more evidence, you goofy. I said arrest the killers of and as always family thank you for joining us on our talk today and as always don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Bully Black and Blue and also rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, iHeartRadio and Spotify until next time stay bold family